Yes, sirs, best gambler in Texas, hood fame, little runny, and I just jumped off the porch with dirty glove bastard. Long live my nigga Pooh, man. Drillin' till my fingers looking like they got splinters Up a bank account, I'm stuffin' racks in these Got packs in the den, come on in, you can come and spin But then he- Alright y'all, so we got the one and only hood fame Lil Ronnie out the porch with us today Lee, How you feeling? Lee, I'm good, how you doing? I'm feeling good, I'm feeling real good Now, Atlanta, um, is this your- this ain't your first time here, is it? Mm-mm, nah, you gotta- you gotta let them people know too though When you say who we got in here the one and only hood fame little runner, you're correct. But we got the best gambler in Texas, <laughs> literally. Like, the last and shit cool, but I ain't told no joke shit. I'm literally best gambler in Texas, like. Okay, let's talk about it then. Mm -hmm. You being the best gambler in Texas, how long would you say it took you to perfect your craft? Um, Really, it was an organization. They had to do all my stats. It was took a long time for the stats and stuff. But don't get me wrong, I did get put in dice school when I was about seventh or eighth grade. Don't get me wrong. You was in the bathroom shooting dice, huh? Uh, actually on a sidewalk type <laughs> shit. But I graduated with honors. You graduated with honors? Literally. Really? Okay. So what was? Let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. So with you, did you make sure like you completed all your work before the, it was time to have fun? Or was it something where like, wait, actually, let me let me rework that. Are you one of those people that can like, you don't have to study, but you can take a test or something and you just don't get a good grade on it? Correct. I ain't too much have to study uh, gambling. Like you're asking like, I got my honors in it, but I ain't have to too much study with gambling. I did get taught like dice school, but shit, when I got my honors, I got them early. So we're talking about dice school. Correct. Dice school. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I'm glad you're clarifying that because you, you took me there a little bit. Okay, so when it comes to the dice game, what do you feel like people make their biggest mistakes at? If you can talk about that. <clears throat> Thinking that they lucky. What's the most you made with dice? Uh, to be honest. I done had days where I probably go home fifteen to twenty thousand profit. I done had days I go home like five or six thousand profit. It's just like you never know. Some some dice games last over twenty four hours. You'll be still in the same 24 game. Twenty four hours? Literally. So doing a dice game for twenty four hours, like how much money can you leave with? However much you want to. I don't give a damn if you only won five dollars. You can go home. We could be in here shooting 10000 a piece, 1000 a piece. If you only won $500 and want to go home, you are welcome to go. Tear your ass. Dang, that's crazy. What's the, okay, so what's the craziest dice game that you was in? What? The craziest? Mm-hmm. Shit, I ain't gonna lie. I done had some crazy dice games. I done been in crazy places shooting. I done had crazy shit going on. Why you shooting? I done seen crazy shit happen while you shooting. I even seen a nigga uh, just watching bits and he uh, passed out, literally. What? I don't know if he seen too much money getting better or what. <laughs> literally passed out. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I do remember you had went viral for your birthday present that you received. Literally. Literally. 
So <laughs> with that situation, like when you made the video, did you expect it to do the numbers that it did? Nah. That shit was funny as fuck, I'm yeah, not gonna nah. lie. I literally didn't. <laughs> and then you're saying literally, and this is your word, just to clarify for everybody, you the one that came up with the word literally. Yeah, yeah. You know, like somebody else made the dictionary, but I'm the person that actually made it okay for you to say it, make you want to say it. <laughs> but you actually do say literally down there all throughout your day, sometimes or maybe, but they don't say it as strong as I say it. Like I'm like the bling bling of high boys with literally. So do you feel like you get credit for that? Maybe, maybe not, not yet, yeah. but hell, nah, don't get me wrong. A lot of rappers, Hell yeah, or oh, a lot of people, they like literally, the, yes. So they get a credit like a motherfucker. I ain't gonna say they don't. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about all the trends that you set, cause you didn't set some. So real quick, I want you to pop your shit in this camera right here for people that don't know. Oh yeah, best gambling motherfucking Texas, literally. You know what I'm saying? When you hear that motherfucking wops, when you hear them thunchos, when you hear them scandals, literally, that is a big motherfucking inspiration from hood fame and go yayo at the most you hear me literally at motherfucking go yayo man my little brother finna get out soon he incarcerated right now in the feds but if you know like you know if you don't know you will know in a little bit but look here one of the biggest out of motherfucking texas literally and you say like the trends or the inspirations or the motherfucking game or the whatever you want to call it the playbook the recipe yeah we with all of that literally like from the day one to the end of this shit like yeah we ain't running behind nobody's shit we ain't copying nobody's shit you know what i'm saying we starting our own with this shit so when you hear that wop or you hear that wops we ain't talking about the wop that cardi b got we talking about a motherfucking wop a stick a thuka or whatever they call it a gun whatever they might want to call it yeah we talking about our lit but that's part of the trends you know what i'm saying when you ask like that but this gambling shit we really the biggest trend with that though, but it's not a, just a trend because it's an actual like reality. So this is a real like this is a real organization. This is a real this is a whole different world. Hell yeah, literally. Do you ever feel like with gambling? Well, when do you feel like gambling starts to get dangerous? The dice games actually. Gambling against us, the dream team. Like literally, it can always get dangerous. You're gonna lose. <laughs> if you think that that's the most dangerous thing you can do is get broke, you're gonna lose, man. Like, shout out the Dream Team too, my fellas that's not here. Like, <clears throat> I'm on this road, or I'm doing my successful drive on my, what you call it, Best Gambling Texas tour. So a lot of my fellas from home are not here because they are so into their business that they run it, or they time and they stuff that they got going on. Like literally, my people, can, can't even stop what they doing at times, but shout out like all my people that couldn't make it, but they already know what it is. From black monies to motherfucking uh, fofos to, uh, let me see, like I'm talking about coon paps or whoever, whoever couldn't make it, it's a lot of them. I ain't gonna sit here and name everybody, but literally like for the whole gang that couldn't make it and maintain and come here to make it to this motherfucker, it's still what it is. But you see, I'm on this road trying to get there, you hear me? Period. And we got to get into the wardrobe because you got Royal Running Simo. Y'all did a collab. That shit is hard. Man, uh, on this right here, man, shout out my boy Royal Running Simo, man. He got some of the hardest merch that is coming out of Texas. I ain't even going to say out the DFW, but out of Texas. But this shirt is a Bando Berry. Shout out Bando Berries, man. Shout out Simo. Uh, pants is Levi's. Yeah, but this ain't one of 
the ones that you can just go grab on your own. This is some of the shit that is like custom owned. You hear me literally. But uh, shout out Simo because I did get this from his store, Roller Runner Exotic Cereal Bar. You come down to Texas or DFW, it's kind of hard for you to miss this shit or miss us, literally. But shout out to the gang, man. Now, um, I do want to talk to you about your music journey and how that's been looking like for you and basically how we got to this point that you are now. Um, throughout your journey with music, what would you say are like some tough lessons you had to learn? Tough lessons? Shit. To be honest, one of my tough ones was not speaking up as much probably like being so chill and a lot of times I probably should have spoke up some or probably kind of said something. You feel me? That's probably a lesson. So a lot of times now I'll be down there like front line trying to get it done without even hesitating. So that that's a lesson, shit. Why do you feel like you were really chill when you should have spoke up at the during those times? Um, why do I feel like I was chill? Yeah, like shit. why do you feel like you just didn't address it up front? Shit, because it, to be honest, you'll be thinking something that's not gonna be what it is. Like it'll turn out to something that you didn't think it'd actually go like that or you didn't think it'll become that, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Some shit you might think might happen now or bypass or you'll just let some shit be like how it's going. Like, don't get me wrong. I had a, uh, <clears throat> I had a run with this shit to so where like I was passenger seat. So shit, I was letting the driver be the driver. Mm -hmm. I ain't saying I just gonna sit in this motherfucker while I crash out, but I'm just saying like, I should have just spoke up more like her. Turn her, turn her, cut your blink off or damn her type shit instead of just chilling. You know what I'm saying? Cause it would have caused, it probably would have, what you call it, prevented a motherfucking pullover. You know what I'm saying? And I also want to ask you, uh, during your music journey, um, did you ever have to take just like breaks to get to get right with yourself during your journey? To be honest, did I have to take some breaks to get right with myself? Mm -hmm. Some might call it a break because they don't see you drop as much or they don't see you active as much on your music and shit. But I ain't mm -hmm. gonna lie, I don't too much say I had to just take a break break. The only break I might have took is when I was kicking it, chilling while my younger, Brother was uh, he was hot and more entertaining and explosive at the shit at the time. So mm -hmm. what the fuck I look like trying to argue with a motherfucker being there talking about I'm David Ruffin? Nah, we gonna get this shit going while it's pumping. Yeah. Um, now, getting into your upbringing, um, what was that like for you? Like, how was you kicking it? What was it? What was it like in Fort Worth? Street streets. I ain't gonna say it was just the toughest of the toughest, but it was street. It's lit though to me because yeah. I'm older now, I'm mature. But I ain't gonna lie, it was rough, rough. I was coming up, shit. I ain't gonna say just hard, but damn, I had a mama, brother, granny uh, that I stayed in the crib with. I'm older now. And when I was like, what, seventh grade, seventh, eighth grade, my grandmama died. My brother hit the penitentiary when I was probably like in the eighth grade. And uh, my mama was in the streets. So shit, I was staying with my bros. That's like, in the streets that I met, but we, they became a family once I stayed with them so long. It got so good, I introduced my brother to their mom and it became a hell of a family, you know what I'm saying? But mind you, my brother was in the penitentiary when I was in the eighth grade, doing like a six year bid. But however that shit go, when I got older and mature and shit, 
I realized, like, damn, your T. Jones in the streets go find and why I say mature? Because when you're younger, you'll be like, I don't want to be around that. I don't want to see that. Uh. But when you get older, you realize, man, it's my motherfucking mom at the same time. So I'm going to help her to shake back, if anything. I'm going to take her like that. Mm -hmm. So shit, when I was turning around, going back to my hood to find her and shit, you know what I'm saying? We having good vibes, good terms and shit. Long story short, uh, as years went by, my brother did get out the penitentiary when I finished high school and shit. And uh, he probably died a little bit after that. I graduated 08. Like, I made it out of high school 08. He, was, he died 2012. So, out beyond that, I was still in the streets. I was still with that certain family or whatnot, but I was already beyond in the streets too. I was already mm -hmm. gone in the streets. I was going to say, you know what, I ain't looking back. I'm gonna buy me places to stay and all that shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But uh, started my rap journey and all that shit. So when you look up, fast forward, you say the rap bringing to get me where I'm at. Look at my T. John's gone today. I just lost her in January. So like, it's kind of hard. But at the same time, I'm at a point in my life where I'm at that keep going point because you never know. You know what I'm saying? I'm at a keep going. That's where it got me at. That motherfucker mm -hmm. got me at. I ain't stopping for nothing type shit. Literally. Um, and when you uh, lost your mom, how were you able to really just pick yourself back up and focus on your career like you are now? I ain't never fall. Like you say, pick yourself back up. I ain't never slip. Mm -hmm. I ain't never fall. Hell yeah, I cry here and there, left and right, up and down, but shit, I ain't never fall. I still got motherfucking shit that I ain't even did yet to where you say speaking like that. Mm -hmm. I ain't made no hell of a mama songs and shit yet because I'm still kind of like feeling this shit, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But when you say like how you pick yourself back up, shit, I ain't fall, shit, mama mm -hmm. understand. And when I when I do say pick yourself back up, it's not more so interpreted as like, you know, like you fell off or anything like that. It's more so like dealing with the emotions of but losing your You gotta family. like you gotta understand out here. Like if I did have somebody else to lean on or have mm -hmm. to be like, here, give me a bankroll, let me go uh take care of my mama's funeral and all that kind of shit, it'll be different. But I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got homies that will hold me down in certain ways that's like family to me to where, like, I can get anything from them. Right. But when my T. Jones died, like I'm saying, like, it ain't too many of us. We ain't had too much of family. So to have emotions and talk about who gonna help a nigga out and all that kind of shit, we ain't got time for no tears. This shit still gotta get paid for. Oh, it ain't no insurance on there? Okay, it still costs? Literally, you know what I'm saying? Shout out my aunt. He, uh, my mama real brother, you know what I'm saying? He headed down like he's supposed to and shit, but he a distant aunt. He actually don't live here. He not from down he, he All his shit is, he only come on the plane and handle his such and such. Mm -hmm. So, uh, ain't no time for emotions. When you down there, gotta handle everything. This is a funeral I actually did hands on and shit. I ain't, that ain't wow, nothing. so you had to, you planned everything. Type shit, even if I didn't, they helped or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Shout out my baby mama too, cause she had to did a very big part in that too. So I mm -hmm. appreciate her for that too. But I'm saying like the people that did, they parts and shit, I appreciate it. But you know, it got it all go with. I'm just saying like you didn't have time for emotions. It was time to actually get to it right here, right now. What we waiting on? Right. And then you don't even want to go out normal. You like this sea lady. I want to make sure she go out in style. This only one. This only one time thing. Yeah, yeah. We ain't had too much of a uh, 
good, 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 good relationship coming up because we was actually so street, but at the same time, I love it because it was actually a relationship that built and it actually became maturing and knowing each other and actually knowing what was the past and actually forgiving each other type shit. So like, hell yeah, it turned out to beautiful. I want to ask you, what are your thoughts on forgiveness? Forgiveness? Mm-hmm. Shit, you better realize you got one life to live, but everything ain't to be forgiven. You do got one life to live, but some shit, when this wicked world that they making these days, man, these motherfuckers will do some shit you know goddamn well you can't come back from. But hey, I can't lie and say that some shit, like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because I ain't gonna go down through there and just give you certain shit, but hey, like I say, man, motherfucker down there take your life and all that kind of shit, my nigga, and woo, woo, yeah, that ain't nothing to come back from. Nigga hitting you with shots and shit, and then woo, woo, nah, we ain't doing that. And also, what would you say is like your perspective on loyalty? Like what you mean, like? As far as like, when, what does that definition mean to you? It mean a lot because loyalty don't come with motherfucking relator. A motherfucker that is related to you do, is, is not always loyal. So I'm just saying like, you'll find loyalty out of motherfuckers that you ain't never seen yell in your life. You'll be like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? So, like, don't look for loyalty and motherfuckers you expect it out of. You better let that loyalty find you. Mm-hmm. That's what I got to say about that. Do you feel like a lot of people look at, look, okay, so, for instance, like, in the music industry, do you feel like a lot of people where they mess up at is thinking that, like, you know, everybody is their friend and, mm-hmm. like, everybody is loyal just because, you know, y'all do business together? Correct. Shit. When you talk about loyalty and motherfucking industry and all that kind of shit, you might want to add genuine in there because you want to watch and see who gonna hey, do everything genuine. You talk about some loyalty shit, like how the fuck can a nigga not do business with a person that's a pretty a, a opposite, but they actually doing a real business. Yeah. They charging a two hundred thousand to do the motherfucker. Yeah, uh, it's four hundred thousand. I'm not saying actually do the motherfucker, but goddamn, my nigga, you're beefing with him. This the nigga that's in between that you're cool with, and y'all just do music. He's not your friend, and he do a feature with this guy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. People do take it a certain way when it's over certain shit, but I'm just saying, like, you better understand business. So when you talk about loyalty on that part, is it loyalty? Is it genuine? Is it genuine? Because he just charged you 400000 You talking about some, <laughs> why the fuck did you do a song with that nigga? Bro, yeah, I just charged you. Why would, you know what I'm saying? Um. So let's get into your music. <laughs> Now, with you and not consistently dropping, what would you say is like up with that? To be honest, I'm not signed. I don't have a manager. I'm not saying that slow me down, mm-hmm. but I'm telling you this, I do all of that shit. I'm talking about from the promotional shit to the tours I'm throwing right now. The Best Gambler in Texas tour is actually through by me. I'm on there with Soldier Boy right now. I just left Las Vegas at the Lovers and Friends Festival. To it, we'll have more dates added to it. On the 19th, I will be in Denver. Um, 27th, Wichita Falls, with all of these dates and everything is getting done by me. <clears throat> so. Dang, so you as one person, you filling in the spots for everything. Correct. But I'm saying, like, I will take a manager. I will take some motherfucking help. I will take a motherfucking distribution company. I will take a machine. You know what I'm saying? Tell that nigga P. While I'm out here, yeah, we can put something together. Nigga ain't asking for no motherfucking paper. We let's put some motherfucking 
paperwork together and make a motherfucking plan, literally. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, he had some business like uh, my little bro Yayo had ran into P before and shit, but when Yayo get out again, mm-hmm. like I say, man, P, you'll see this motherfucker, man. We can get something going, that nigga get out when that nigga looking explosive again, literally. We know how to sit down and get this shit correct. So, uh, with that being said, when do you feel like you'll be able to drop like a full body of work? Or I can drop a full body of work right now, but what you saying like not being consistent and shit is because I do so much other stuff as in the merch I got coming out. I mm-hmm. got uh, literally merch on this way that I've been working on. I actually been working on that for a minute, but I finally felt like I found the right kind of merch, the right kind of collaboration, the right kind of materials. I let that I'm going to drop with this album, which is a literally album. So when I do drop that, only thing I feel like held me back on certain shit is like what I said, I'm not signed and a lot of artists that I do got music with, they signed and shit. Mm-hmm. So I'm also learning shit like that, like clearing songs and or like uh, when you can like, uh, one is clearing songs, two is like I like having all my motherfucking videos and everything with my songs and shit. So sometimes a rapper come, you get your feature out of them, but you didn't have, you weren't able to get your time to uh, do a video. Yeah. And so you down there, I want your video and shit. I'm learning the game like that. I want all my shit before I even, you know what I'm saying, to put it together because some shit you might not get out of it. So I want all my shit, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm learning the game on that part. But I got some features with big people that's literally I need to highlight them before I be dropping it because you want to know what's up. Okay, uh, what you call it? I got I got some new shit with Bank. I ain't got a highlight, bro, but I'm just saying he in the feds right now, so I would see what's up with him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Ice Red Vezo, new shit with Yavo, uh, Louis Ray. Shit, damn, I can't even remember it with the rest. I got I got I got some more shit. But just period, when you got so much big shit like that, I ain't gonna lie, that's so many labels and shit in between. I done did some music with people before, and I had set it up the right way on the internet, on the iTunes, or whatever you might set it up on for y'all to get y'all splits. And they was actually down with a label that was so strong when I looked later down the line, I wouldn't even get a percentage no more. Because the label done actually down there, it's like put they shit in there the right way, the more right way or something, or a more stronger way type shit. But I'm telling you, I took a nigga to the studio. I know that was my beat. I know that was my such and such. I, I set the song up, all this kind of shit, but they, the way that they shit was set up was like a little stronger when I kind of went back and looked at it. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So that's why I've been kind of hesitant on dropping music and shit, because I want to make sure everything's set up right. Is I don't care if it's like BMI's and all that kind of shit. I have it, but I'm like, nah, something wasn't right for that kind of shit to happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's, do it hurt me in the long run? I don't think so, cause shit right now, when I'm dropping shit that I know I had, they feeling it. No, yeah, you hard, you definitely hard. Appreciate it. So when it comes to the Fort Worth music scene, where do you feel like that is right now? Uh, or what does it look like to you right now? To be honest, that motherfucker look cool because I'ma say I'm in the I'm in the part where like I actually know what our music is going on. What our music is kind of out here like mm-hmm. I don't care if it's beef music, if it's this side music or that side music. I actually hear a lot of that shit. I actually listen to it sometimes and shit. But a lot of people wouldn't even know that. They're like, man, what he listen to and shit? Like, nigga, I hear all them goddamn songs. The motherfuckers talking on this side and that side. So to me, 
I ain't gonna lie, forward music is lit to me, but you know, the outside world do not catch all of the music. They just look at the bigger people that actually making streams or bigger platforms and shit. Like what, shout out to Yelling Trap and the Dub Dub, just period. Like, you know, cause you, it's understood. If you got come down this way, Yelling Trap is big people down here and shit. And a couple more people, if I ain't just naming them off the rip. Uh, but I'm just saying like, it's deep down way, way, way more motherfucking music going on. You get what I'm saying? So when they be like, it's dead, ooh. Man, you don't even hear them kind of people music because you don't listen. You don't even know what's going on. Them niggas got a bad motherfucker right now against undid these motherfuckers. And you know what I'm saying? Even if it ain't beef, if it's just, I be like, nah, for that nigga got a bad motherfucker. Might not come in and say that. I might put a wolf flame or something, but nah, some motherfuckers got a bad motherfucker type shit. I'm low-key glad you said that because I feel like, you know, when it comes to like, different sides or whatever people will say that the music is trash and it's literally just because they don't fuck with you but the whole time they know they feeling that shit what i'm talking about when we the whole little hood fame career run we had with music and shit you know how many motherfuckers like fuck hood fame and fuck them and da 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 but when the song come on it'll be the same motherfuckers like or be hiding in their traps or hiding <laughs> in their motherfucking cars and shit and cutting that hope on till you finally like have some of them niggas that be over there on their side like Nigga, fuck y'all. I don't give a damn, nigga. I'm gonna play that shit. That nigga, yeah, yo, hard. I'm playing that shit. Man, come on, my nigga. Like, in this world, you gonna have 10 followers. If it's 10 motherfuckers in the room, like, eight of them are gonna be followers. They're gonna just go, like, fuck you, just because them other niggas in the room saying, fuck you. It's hard to catch you some stiff ass real niggas sometimes that be standing on stiffness and realness just because. You hear me? They'll stand on it. It might look weird when they do it, but my nigga, there ain't too many gonna stand on realness and shit. So when you do see them crowd of niggas come out 50 deep and they down there wanna jump this one nigga just on some dry shit and that one nigga say, hey, what the fuck? Nigga, I been knowing this nigga. That my partner, duh, 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 or whatever, or whatever the fuck it might be. I'm like, uh, now y'all, y'all get y'all ones or something. Like, it, it's hard to catch them these days because the other niggas will be already followers going right in. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So it makes sense. You right riding for your nigga, but my nigga, it ain't too many niggas that's really stiff and stand on business. Like, actually, not with the follower shit. Yeah. Um, why do you think hood fame caught a lot of like, just a lot of a lot of criticism in the past? A lot of criticism, but shit, don't, don't get me wrong. Shit, who else was the persons or people that was uh that was like big or actually making the music movement? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I ain't gonna say the biggest or all that shit. Really was the biggest, but I'm just saying like who else is making the music movement where you can say something about they motherfucking shit? You know what I'm saying? Like right. out of the DFW area, like at the time or at the you know what I'm saying? All that type shit. Mm -hmm. So like. And what I say by that, like, of course, like, if you're doing something you're supposed to get talked about, you're supposed to, you're supposed to, you're supposed to. What? You better. We outside every other motherfucking day. A rap label, nigga, we ain't even no motherfucking gang. Nigga, this a rap label. So just imagine, good or bad, if you getting talked about, it's good because we were still dropping musically. The streams are still adding up. We still are here relevant in this motherfucking day of time when it's happened a long time ago when it started. Mm hmm Damn. Literally. Literally. Now, you do, with this new album that's on the way, how long would you say you took the time in on it? To be honest, shit, like a year and a half. A year and a half? And I don't even take that long. So, was it overwhelming for you to, like, actually pick out the songs and figure out which one you wanted to... To be honest, hell nah, because right now, them motherfuckers is actually going off of what sound like a hit, then or what sound like good, what sound like with a chorus, what sound mm -hmm. like something that's actually a song. 
So it ain't too much hard. It's part of the learning process of making the motherfucking album. Yeah. I had a lot of learning process building up to making the album, so shit. And don't get me wrong, I wanna drop it so bad right now, but within these next month or two, I'll say, I feel like I got some big people that I'ma network with just because of my networking and shit, how, how much it's building and shit. Mm -hmm. So it'd be kind of hard to do drop it because I'd be like, shit, I might got some tough ass shit finna come in. As in when I leave here, the people I might meet up with in Atlanta, shit, mm -hmm. I might drop some bad ass shit today. Now Atlanta, when you come to the city, like what, be, what you be getting into? To be honest, I can't say I come out here and get into a lot. Yeah. I ain't been here like, I can't say when the last I've been here. But when I was coming here, like it's times I did come here and have a blast. I, I want to say like I was coming here since like 2014 or something. I don't know, probably before then. I was coming down here fucking with my partner when I was uh, fucking with Solo Lucha. Oh, you was out here in 2014. So who all were you able to connect with that you still have like a good dynamic with? Oh, um, Cinco, shout out Cinco, my nigga Cinco. Uh, I ain't gonna lie, I met Cinco a long time ago. To, to still to this day, he good people. Uh, and it's so weird because I know in Atlanta they had like uh, like a little a rap thing going on with Rich mm -hmm. Homie and Cinco. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, when I met Cinco, my people was living in Atlanta and they was working with uh, Rich Homie people at the airport. Shout out Rich Homie Drake. Mm -hmm. And they been always telling me like, hey, for I be working with Rich Homie brother, but Rich Homie wasn't big yet. He was like, hey, for my brother finna be big, for he finna have to come out this song type of way. Mm -hmm. uh, we charging 500 features right now, and I ain't even jump on it. And I'm talking about this was then, and mm -hmm. I was fucking with Cinco and shit then. And I'm talking about still to this day, like it, it, it eventually came out like Rich Homie ended up like when he used to come to Texas a lot. He always be in my people shit. Like mm -hmm. we always be together and shit. Never did no music and nothing. I'm just telling you, it's so tight. Like he family, but it's weird because you know with Atlanta shit they have. But that's just people, and that ain't even just why I say music. I ain't even did a song with uh, now one of them. That's 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 networking and down there like fam on both. Mm -hmm. But besides that, when I came down here back then, I used to see a lot of people when I was on uh, old Nat. Hey everyone, it's Jalen here from the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast. If you're a fan of business podcasts, then be sure to check out and subscribe to the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast, a show that covers business, career development, and tips to increase your income. And the best part, it's brought to you exclusively by the Revolt Podcast Network, anchored in hip hop, powered by creators. Fuck around and shit, back when uh, T.I. and shit was sliding through old net with uh and troop was over there and shit so like in atlanta a lot of people know troop rp troop but we used to run around with troop and shit when i was running with troop mm -hmm. that nigga uh used to run up on rockefeller and shit uh i, I ran across ai they were calling it back at this time they weren't even saying ai and I'm, when I, where i'm from all right long story <laughs> short long story short though like when, when i used to come out here back then Troop was like a good ass person to have in Atlanta, like mm -hmm. a hell of a networking person type shit. So I ain't gonna lie, that was like him. Back then, I, I used to be with uh, Lucci and he would be have cricket around a lot, director cricket. He yeah. lied, he lit, like, you know what I'm saying? He was good people, like, there was a lot of people back then to where like to this day I do still uh connect with some of my people. Like don't get me wrong, even when Yale was spinning a sign with uh QC, we met a few people and shit. 
Like, it, it, it was big. Like, you know, everybody can't go to QC studio. We was going to QC studio back then and shit. Mm -hmm. So, like, you actually, I actually did see some people and shit. So, like, but now to this day, don't get me wrong. I'm in my new time. I'm in my new run. It's like a two chains titty boy run, I feel like. And yeah. I ain't even went nowhere. But, like, it is some people that still, still keep it 100. Answer that phone and be like, bitch, pull up. Right. Literally. Now you got this new single, Commitment, out. So let's talk about that and what it means to you. Everything. It really means what it means to the world. It's not even to me. Mm -hmm. I was speaking to the world when I said, made that song. Like, shit. First off, free my nigga, yeah, he is. You might be listening to what I'm saying, but I'm telling the world, free your people. I'm yelling, free my people. It's free your people. But at the same time, commitment it's a commitment on everything that you doing i'm telling niggas to wake up every day and get that cash it's a commitment literally it's a difference when you really in your bag and consistent mm -hmm. it really is so i'm letting people know like shit feel like that every motherfucking day i don't give a fuck what you spent or you just lost yesterday because this one right here we're gonna actually every day get up and get back to that cash i don't give a fuck how bad i have it cost literally now, with commitment, the numbers that it's doing right now, what does it feel like in this moment to just like wake the people up with this one? To be honest, shit, what it feel like, it feel like they feel it. Like it feel like they feeling me, but it's like it took a second to even make that kind of song to where y'all feel that or feel me. And it yeah. ain't even started yet because I ain't even actually put it on the album. I just dropped the single. I ain't even put it on the album to even give y'all that full song. Yeah, yes, it's a visual and shit out, but I ain't even had the time or had a chance to even put a machine behind it. What if I could have a machine behind it? That's what I'm actually looking for. You know, like actually putting a machine behind it. That's what's, and it's taking off at the same time. So if it do as much as it can do without a machine, just imagine what it'll do with one. Right. Now, I do want to ask you before we wrap up, what would you say is up next for you? I know you said the merch. I do want to talk to you about the merch. This, because this collab shirt that you got on right now, like that's a part of your merch too. Yeah. That hoe is hard. Nah, I ain't gonna lie. It be the, it's gonna be some of the most lit merch because I got some of the most lit people working with me on it. Mm -hmm. So like, just being with some of the people that I have networked and connect with, they have not been stingy on some of the business that they have been sharing with me for me to get to the next level on the stuff that I'm doing. So I appreciate them for that too. But I'm saying like they have not been stingy on the plugs on the stuff that I do need and shit. So like I'm telling you when I do get this merch together that I am about to drop, it will be damn near amazing looking. It will be the kind of merch that you would be expecting to go with the album. Mm -hmm. And music wise, visual wise, what we got coming up next? I know you got you about to drop this album literally, but outside of that, Man, I ain't gonna lie, I got a lot of shit coming. Like, I got one of my next ones, like, with it just being this week. Friday, I'm gonna drop one with Yevo uh, before I even drop the album. Uh, midnight, I, I'm on this uh, new Soldier Boy album. Shout out my nigga Soldier. I'm on there two times. I shot both visuals with him on that one while we was on the Best Gambling Texas tour. Uh, them motherfuckers should come out real soon, so I ain't gonna lie. You might look up and I might fly like a whole bunch of other shit, so. I don't know. And do you have any last words or shout outs 
Mr. Best Gambler in Texas. Man, Best Gambler in Texas tour still going. If you want to add dates, you want to add gamble appointments, you want to add shows, you want to add any motherfucking thing. You want to see me in your merch because you like the way I wear this motherfucking <laughs> pants with this shirt. Literally, all you got to do is hit the DM. Hit the motherfucking tag, the number, whatever you can to get at me. Literally, holler at who you know. And that's how I go. What's been on your mind lately? All right. <laughs> Come on. Are we already going? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Let me see. Shit, on what? Like what? Like shit, best gambler type shit? Like what? If anybody feel like that, anybody, anybody, I don't care what state you in, I do say I'm best gambler in Texas, but uh, if anybody in any state, I don't give a fuck what state it is. You think you can beat me, beat me at any kind of gamble? What is it, four, five, six, what? Two dice, sell my double and two rolls, literally. I'm Mr. Sell my double and two rolls. I break mamas, aunties, uncles, grandpas, uh, shout out to Finesse two times too, but I seen the youngin that y'all just signed a 10 year old. I do break kids. I don't whoop kids, but I will break kids, literally. Um, I'm just saying, anybody that they had, that they feel like that they want to come at me. I, oh yeah, they got this new, new nigga too. Hustle Cartel Gaming or some weird shit where he'll pull up and pull his mat out. And, and gamble you any motherfucking word, wherever I catch you at, I'ma break you too, because I had a couple people coming to me like, hey man, how you seen this guy? No, the fuck I haven't, but I just have seen him because I do my research, my gamble stats. You ain't shit, I checked your stats. <laughs> when I has checked your stats or wherever you from, you was ranked like number 73, and that's in the 30 year olds. I think you was over 30. So you really be studying the, you, huh? What were you saying? You really be studying the stats. Mm-hmm. Gamble stats, you gotta go to the dark web. You gotta go to the dark web to Literally. see it. Gamble stats. Like, you know how you, ha you can have a person come in a gamble room and he'd be like, oh, all right, you was like the gamble stats, the dark web. Yes, all of that is real. You actually can go and check the stats. You don't want no random straggler ass nigga that's walking in the room, ain't never shot the dice in his life and be talking that shit over the hype because he's seen on the Instagram like, no, we're not just gonna gamble anybody. <laughs> so you actually go do your research. Yes, I do sure. my research. You know, it's a lot. It is some dudes that is doing their thing. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the little people that's getting that gamble on in certain areas. But I have been all over Texas and met a couple people and I have met, never met a twin. Literally. Shout out to the cities that do have a couple people, man. I like Bo Money, man, you know what I'm saying? I had to humble my boy Lil Pig. Uh, shout out to Tyler, Texas, too, my boy T. Jones. Uh, shout out to Houston when I was all in 281 Studios. Shout out to Galveston when I had to go over there and break a couple people over there. When I had to go by what you call it, Abbey's and all that, whatever it is. Uh, Tanks, oh uh, yeah. Uh, where else? Well, like, it's a couple places when I was in Longview on Marbley. Like, I'm actually best gambling in Texas. Literally, these stats are real. When you go back and you try to ask your people that actually is from that place that you're from or they from, hey, fool, did that nigga actually come through there and kick some niggas' ass and didn't get broke? Yeah, fool, I ain't gonna lie. That nigga did come through here. He toughing the motherfucker. Literally, like, you're gonna get those real stats. These are facts. This ain't no cap. Mm hmm. And I know that's right. I like that. Literally. I mean, you like the truth. <laughs> All right, it's a wrap. <laughs> a lot of strilla to my fingers looking like they got splinters. Fuck a bank account, I'm stuffing racks in these. Got packs in the den, come on in, you can come and get a spin. It depends, got it looking like it's thrifty.